0: Ladies and gentlemen, this is America's Healthcare Advocate Show. Hello, America. Welcome to America's Healthcare Advocate Show.
1: Separating fact from fiction. The issue of health care. It's still a government run health insurance plan. We will provide you with a choice. It's going to cost millions of Americans their jobs. Their jobs. Broadcasting
0: coast to coast across the USA. Assistant uh, calling from Kansas City, Missouri. Marcia from Pittsburgh. My very special guest today, Grace Marie Turner, president of the Galen Institute. Welcome back, Grace Marie. Well, Carrie, it's a pleasure to be with you. And I do have to say, you are the most knowledgeable about health policy, just superlative. And now, ladies and gentlemen, America's healthcare advocate, Kerry Hall. Hello, America. Welcome to America's Healthcare Advocate Show, broadcasting coast-to-coast across the USA. 131 affiliates strong, thanks to all of you in our listening audience. Our producer, Mr. Mark Groves. I'm your host, Kerry Hall. This is your show, America. Thank you for joining us and making us one of the most listened-to talk shows throughout the United States. America's Healthcare Advocate is the show where we separate fact from fiction on the subject of healthcare. One of the latest changes to the Patient Protection Affordable Care Act, we've got 57 so far since last Last year, What are the latest medical technologies, breakthroughs, and treatments available? Pharmaceuticals today? We talk to you about that and more, how you can lead a healthier life. We tackle all of these issues each week. So listen and learn as we talk to you about your health care and health insurance needs. If you have any specific questions about health insurance or health insurance-related issues, or you'd like more information on something you hear here on the show, our toll-free number is 877-385-2224, 877-385. 2224. Operators are standing by. They will take your calls. I have guests in studio today. This is not an open line show, but if you want to call, feel free to do so. We'll take your information down and get back to you after the broadcast. And if you'd like to send us an email, go to the website americashealthcareadvocate.com americashealthcareadvocate.com and we'll be happy to respond to your email once you send it. Um, I get about 200 and something a day, so I don't answer each one on the same day, but I do answer each and every one of them. Coming up in today's show, I have special guest in studio, Bill Manis, president of Cendio, a PEO here in Kansas City, and Tiffany Walder, business development specialist with Cendio. We're going to talk about PEOs. What are they? What do they do? How do they help you work on the business, not in the business? You might find this very interesting. Welcome, Bill. Welcome, Tiffany. Welcome back, Tiffany.
2: Hello. How are you?
0: You've done this once before. Mm-hmm. Welcome, Bill. Glad to have you in studio.
1: Glad to be here. Thank you.
0: Well, let's just start a little bit with Cyndio and um, how long you've been in business, and then we'll kind of talk a little bit about what PEOs do um, and how they function in the marketplace and the role they fulfill for employers and business owners in the marketplace,
1: Bill. That is a lot to talk about. It is indeed. We've got an hour, though, so I think we can do it. Glad we do. (laughs) Um, I started Cyndio in uh, July of 2002, Uh, interesting how most entrepreneurs start their jobs uh, or start their companies. Uh, I got fired from my previous job. (laughs) I was working in the PEO industry for a national provider, and one of the challenges we had in the Midwest was that they were based in Florida, and customer service meant something different to them than it did to us out here. And uh, when you're a commission-only salesperson and you're starting to lose clients because of service issues, pretty soon you start to take that personally. And I took it so personally that they said they didn't need me anymore. So out of that situation, I decided I my choices were to go to work for a different PEO or just start my own. And being at the advanced age of early 40s, I thought, you know what, it's time for me to do my own thing. So I started it with one other employee. Uh, We built some infrastructure uh, for the first six months, and then we started taking on clients in January of 2003. Um, That first year, we added seven clients that represented 300 worksite employees. Today, we have over 150 clients representing over 5,000 worksite employees, all in the general Kansas, Kansas City area. Um, It's It's been an interesting ride, to say the least, because we've learned a lot that the industry's changed, the marketplace has changed, and frankly, the last three years have seen a boom in our business, frankly, as a response to the PPACA and what the new regulations require small businesses to do and everything they're required to do, specifically around health insurance. And the PEO is a good answer for that simply because we take on employer responsibilities uh, for our clients take them out of working in the business and working on the business uh, by outsourcing their employer responsibilities. These include payroll, benefits management, uh, workers' compensation, and all the veritable plethora of HR compliance laws you have to be in compliance with as an employer. And we step into the role of being the employer for our clients so that they can concentrate on their business and what they do to make money.
0: So let's kind of define for the audience. You know, you went through it there, but let's go back to it a little bit. The, the, the PEO model, people are used to hearing. In this city, particularly, um, you know that the PEO is an all-or-nothing deal. Um, you you've got to take the whole enchilada. You know, or you you can't you can't order off of a menu. Um, that there are no entrees in this deal. You're going to get the whole thing, or you're not going to get it. it's a it's a seven course pre course meal, and that's the way it works. Your your approach to this is very very different, and we'll talk about it in the upcoming segment. You're also your approach to working with brokers in the marketplace. But talk a little bit about that, you know, because one of the problems that we the, the that people here in Kansas City have experienced is when they step into one of these things, it's a lot easier to get in than it is get out if they're not happy with what they've got. So talk about your model, Bill, and how that's
1: different than what we're used to hearing here. Well, it's interesting because at, at our company, we re- actually don't refer to ourselves as a PEO. We refer, refer to ourselves as an HR outsourcing company. And, and what that means is, is we do everything that an employer needs to do with regards to employment responsibilities, from getting employees to taking care of employees to saying goodbye to employees. And there are a lot of different models you can work in to get that accomplished. One of them is the PEO model, which we have. But there is what's called an ASO model, the Administrative Services Organization model. There's the staffing model, which is using temporary or seasonal employees through a third party resource. Um, There is a payroll only model. Um, There are lots of different ways to accomplish taking care of the clients. And rather than us having one model that is PEO and PEO only, we approach the world with you have employer responsibility problems. What can we do to help you? And then based on what you need, we shift into the model that fits your needs.
0: So, Tiffany, the size 44 overcoat doesn't fit everybody, does it?
2: No, it doesn't. I um, I actually would like to comment on this. I've worked in the industry for the last five years. Um, I came to work at Sendio about seven months ago, and the reason for that is – Cendio does exactly what Bill said. It's a very service oriented and it will be flexible and work with the business as to what their needs are. Um, because a company with 10 employees, 50 employees or 200 employees has different needs in terms of their employee administration. Um, but the the thing that I um try to emphasize if people are familiar with a PEO concept or an HR outsourcing concept is yes, it's not a one size fits all and if you've been or with one or looked at one in the past, it doesn't mean anything um, with regards to that's how Sendio does things because we do things very different and that's exactly why Bill decided to to start Sendio years ago. One of the biggest things that I thought drew um me to joining CindiO was, as you mentioned on briefly, the broker relationship. Um, a lot of insurance brokers and PNC brokers that work with businesses are, I would say, a little threatened by PEOS um, because that relationship in the past had not been. Um, as open and supportive and they might've thought that they were losing business to PEOs at Cindio, we definitely are not in the business of taking any insurance business away from any um, broker or agencies. Uh, When I go in and if a business wants me to evaluate um, cost and employee administration for them, one of the first things I do is ask who their broker is. And if I can have a meeting with them, because I want to show them I'm going to work with them.
0: Yeah, Bill, you know, there has been a little different culture here in Kansas City. We've got a particular company that's run commercials across the country, uh, spe- specifically rather here in Kansas City, about getting rid of the broker. Uh, we're going to we're gonna tell you how to get rid of your broker, not work with your broker. And so Tiffany brings up an interesting point. Your approach to this is very, very different in that respect.
1: I think that the, there are three models of PEOs. Uh, the, the, the most popular model is the national provider that can do anything for you anywhere. And they provide all the services and, and all the products. Those are the ones that want to give
0: you an executive
1: briefing. If I remember correctly, I think
0: think it's Jim Nance, but anyway, uh,
1: and then the second model are, are, uh, industry specific models, like people that only work in the trucking industry or only work in, in the roofing industry. And those are usually in models in places where most of the PEOs don't want to go. So they've carved a niche that way. And then the rest of them are regional players, people that are geographically oriented. But really, they're all divided into two categories. They're either product models or they're service models. And meaning that as a product model, they've got maybe... All of their products that you have to buy. Right. And all that's or nothing deal. All or nothing. And that's how they make money. In a service model, they, they charge for a service and the products are immaterial. And that's the, the, the model we choose. Yeah. So in
0: other words, people have an opportunity to pick and choose it. They want to start out with just payroll or payroll or one of the service. They can do that. And if it grows into a bigger relationship because they love the service, they love the way it works, that happens as you go down the line. So it works so differently. We're going to be right back after the break. When we come back, I'm going to tackle an issue that you heard Tiffany mention. That is whether you've got 10 employees or 200 employees. How does that work? Stay tuned. We'll be right back after the break. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate, broadcasting on the HIA radio network, coast to coast, across the USA. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. (laughs) We'll
1: be right back.
0: Welcome back. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate Show, broadcasting coast-to-coast coast across the USA. Here on the HIA Radio Network, you can find out more about us by visiting our website, americashealthcareadvocate.com. Our producer today, Mark Groves. I'm your host, Kerry Hall. Coming up in this segment, we're going to continue our conversation with Bill Maness of Syndio, Tiffany Wallander, Business Development Director at Syndio. If you want information on them, their website is s y n d e o. HRO.com, that's cindyohro.com. Or you can call their toll-free number, 866-579-6336. That's 866-579-6336. Or once again, the website, HRO.com. Go to the website. Their information is up there. You know, if you just want to find out, you know, we're struggling with this. We're having problems with managing the payroll. We're having problems with managing all the other issues. Maybe you've got workman's comp issues. Maybe you've got a host of other issues. Give them a call. It doesn't cost you anything to find out what they can do. See if it's a fit. You might be surprised. Once again, the website CindyOHRO.com Bill, let's, Tiffany said something that was kind of interesting because, you know, we hear these national, the one I love is that national commercial where, you know, Jim Nance wants to give you an executive briefing, and I always find that amusing for that national company because if you've got 10 employees, what's it, you and your wife are going to go to the executive briefing? I mean, really? That might work for 500 employees, but but for the, for the small business, you know, husband and wife or, or small business entrepreneur or a company with 100 employees or 50 employees, talk about how you guys, that's a lot of flexibility. 10 employees to 200 as an example. Talk about how that works for you guys and how it works for that business owner.
1: Well, it's interesting that. People that have 10 employees uh, are very, very involved in their business. And uh, obviously the goal is to be working on your business to help you grow and and sustain and become larger. But the world of regulations don't treat a 10-employee group any different than they treat a 10,000-employee group because the regulations apply to all. Uh, The real issue for most small businesses, they don't even know what the regulations are. So becoming compliant is, is... Maybe I need to bury my head in the sand a little longer so I don't even know what they are, so I don't know what I'm missing. But once you open your eyes to what you're, what you're exposed to, the fact of the matter is is the smaller business needs it even more because they have the greatest level of exposure. It's really interesting that we went through a Department of Labor audit with one of our clients uh, recently, and that DUL audit, uh, we, we did everything right. The client was doing everything right. We were helping to support that. But what we found out was that at the time – the DOL in uh, that marketplace had two uh, investigators, and recently the government had given them because the DOL is federal. Uh, oh yeah, level, they're right here in uh, Kansas City. Well, they're federal regulations, but they're administered in, and enforced on the state level. Yes. They the year before they had two enforcement agents. Now they had ten, and basically what they're going after is the low hanging fruit, which is the small employer that doesn't even know what the regulations Didn't are. Is, yeah, and and that's how they. Generate revenue, oh, which yeah. is through fines by finding little bitty things that you're doing wrong that oh, you didn't yeah. even know you were doing wrong. Yeah. but but the real uh, place where businesses start to evolve and they get to close to fifty, then they start thinking about PPACA. They start thinking about FMLA and things that they thought they were that that we were under. We didn't have to worry about. And what they realize when they start going through this is that we've been exposed to all these other things we didn't even know we we're exposed to, and now we've got real problems. So they start looking at, okay, we got to get somebody to do this for us. Usually that means hiring somebody in-house. Right. So we got to get an HR person. Well, an HR person doesn't bring any systems to scale. They don't bring anything to the table other than their experiences, and Lord knows what those are. And in a lot of cases, they're very, very expensive for what they do. And the PEO model, the HRO model, basically takes you from 10 to 200. Our largest client has over 1,000 employees. It takes takes you through every step without having to change how you're doing business. In other words, you don't have to go recruit somebody. You don't have to add staff. You don't have to add systems and invest and invest and invest. You grow scalable with your HR compliance and with all of the things that you have to do. But but the key is, is it applies to everybody. And so whether you're small or medium or large, you have the same exposure and having somebody that is working for you to help you through that growth and keep you in compliance and make sure you're doing everything the way you're supposed to be doing it is not telling you how to run your business. It's just making sure you're running it properly.
0: Yeah, you know, and it's interesting because, you know, we deal with this. We see this all the time. We, we see it on COBRA issues. We see it on a lot of other issues. Uh, once those people get in, those Department of Labor people get in, um, it's a whole different thing to get them out. I mean, they may come in the door looking at this issue, but they're there now, okay, and we're going to look at this and this and this, and can we see your files on this? And, have, and it's very interesting the way you said that because Oftentimes, small employers don't even know the regulations exist or they're in violation. But you know what? Ignorance of the law in the eyes of the Department of Labor or the federal government is no excuse. They don't care. And they're in there to see how many cases they can close and they, they can find and go forward. And, you know,
1: it's not a pretty picture. Okay. And the good news is if you're outsourcing this to a company that does this for a living – at the end of the day, when those DOL people come in, we actually had three audits within three months with three different clients. And when they walked into the third person, they said, oh, you're a sendio you're a client? Uh, okay, well, we're fine then. Never mind. Mainly because we'd been through two audits already. They knew they weren't going to find anything. They were going to go look for somebody else that didn't have us that was low-hanging fruit. And so it's a real protective, almost like insurance for your yeah. for your government protection. Yeah, because
0: at the end of the day, and I and I know this from having gone through two IRS audits, both both one with each of our companies. And, and at the end of the day, and we had very good representation, and we had excellent records due to my wife's ability to keep excellent records. At the end of the day, they wrote us a check. Which, but my my attorney and my CPA said they'll never be back uh, because because once they find that you know it's not going to it's not going to work out favorably they walk away and that's very interesting because th- th- they're judged on how many deals they complete that they wind up generating a case and a fine etc. Th- very interesting when they when they saw you guys the third time they're like no we'll go down the road somewhere else we're not going to mess with those guys so it does make a difference it is important it's in, it's almost like a preventative situation uh, in in terms of having, the, the first of all, the comfort to know you're not exposed and hanging out there waiting for some bureaucrat to make you a case study.
1: It's interesting, the one thing that I tell every business owner when they say, why should I do this? My first thing I say is, is because you'll sleep better at night, not having to worry about it, that it's taken care of. And trust me, most small businesses that own their own business that have these employer responsibilities, it is the one thing that keeps them up at night.
0: Yeah. And, and it's very interesting. I was sitting in the parking lot talking to a good friend of mine uh, in Tyler, Texas, and, and, and he has 25 employees. He poured his heart and soul into this business, him and his wife. It's an air conditioning business, heating, and air, air conditioning business. And he poured his heart and soul into the, into this business. He said, you know, I know all my employees. I know all their children, you know, et cetera, et cetera. E, 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 so the small business owners have a lot at stake with their businesses. Um, and, and they think because they're doing it right and they're taking care of their people that, you know, we're, we're, we're doing the right thing here. It really doesn't matter if they come in and knock on your door. Um, they're looking for a whole different set of circumstances and it puts you in a, in a very uncomfortable position. Totally different than if they've got you on board handling
1: the problem for them. Well, the sleep factor is very important to every business owner. And being one myself, I know that the things that keep me up at night are the very things that I have no control over or have no knowledge of. And, and I have empathy for every business owner knowing that they don't know anything about my business. And yet they have all the responsibility that I have. Yeah, they do. Tough place to be. If you want
0: some help, if you want to find out what they can do for you, the website is CindyOHRO.com. It's spelled S-Y-N-D-E-O-H-R-O.com. The phone number 866 579 866-579- 6336. Stay tuned. We're going to be right back after the break with more. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate, broadcasting on the HIV Radio Network, coast to coast across the USA. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate Show, broadcasting coast-to-coast across the Fruited Plain here on the HIE Radio Network. Our producer today, Mr. Mark Groves. I'm your host, Carrie Hall. Coming up in this segment, we're going to continue this conversation with Bill Maness, president of Sendio and Tiffany Walder, business development director of Sendio. You can reach them at, 8, excuse me, at 866-579-6336 866-579-6336 or the website S-Y-N-D-E-O-H-R-O Sendio and HRO.com. That's the website. You just heard him talk about this Department of Labor uh, situation. I'm going to tell you a little quick story here. I had a client, uh, still do, uh, who's in the aluminum castings business. The uh, Department of Labor came in his business. They were there six months going through his 401k. You know how big his company was? He's got 20 employees. that give you any idea of the exposure you might have when these people come in and they're in your business. If you, you know, if you want to protect yourself, you want to understand how to do it right, That can save you a ton of grief. Go to their website, SYN N-D-E-O-H-R-O dot or call them at 866-579-6336. I have to ask you a question because you set it off break and I want the people to hear this. What do they call it when they come in to talk to you?
1: Well, we always call it an audit. Right. They, they uh-huh. call what it, do they call it? They call it an investigation. An and, investigation. And I've, learned, I've learned the difference in that an audit, uh, which we all go through in our businesses, is to make sure everything is right. An investigation is looking for something that's wrong. And it's really that perspective that differentiates how they look at things versus how we look at things.
0: Yeah, that's, that, you know, do you think there might be an intimidation factor in that? Just a little bit, Bill, by chance? Possibly? Just yeah, a little. Just yeah. a little, right. So, you know, one of the things I tell our our, our folks, and, and and I preach this day and night in our company, is the only thing we have to sell is customer service. You can go out and buy a health insurance plan. All the rates are filed with the carriers you know, at the state level. The, the, there's, your, your price is not going to be any different than the guy down the road. What you have to offer is customer service. Your business is exactly the same thing. You, what you have to offer is customer service. Talk about how you do that locally locally that, you know, Tiffany's involved in that, how do you guys do that and provide a level
1: of customer service that pulls that
0: burden off of the employer and puts it on you
1: and you handle it? Well, I think it all starts at the top in in the type of business that you have, which we set out from day one to be a service-driven business. Uh, some of it has to do with the fact that we live, eat, and breathe service. Uh, we have... Uh, Uh, we're we're fond of saying we don't have a customer service department. We have a customer service culture in that anybody (laughs) that that you call in our office is there to help you. Uh, And, and, and it's, it has everything to do with the attitude of how what you're there to do to serve. Uh, if you call our office and you get somebody who can't help you, they won't say, I can't help you. Uh, they get terminated if they say those words. Uh, <laughs> they say, let me get somebody who can give you some help. And it's really that attitude difference that makes all the difference in how we deliver services. Because at the end of the day, we're paid based on delivering services. Uh, 100% accurate payrolls are not a goal. They're a requirement. People have to get paid. They have to get paid correctly. Oh, yeah. That'll get you and, hot water and quick. And with all of your payroll companies that exist out there, the the big giants, even the local people, uh, a lot of them are systemic. They have systems and processes, and you follow them. When everything's going right, it's not a problem, but when you have a problem... It's how do they handle that? Do you call a 1-800 number and get somebody you've never talked to before and then they transfer you to somebody else you've never talked to before and then you call back later and you get somebody different and they have to be re-educated on what the problem oh, yeah. is? Or do you have a dedicated person whose job it is is to service their payroll? At Cendio, that's how we do business. You have dedicated people that are dedicated to your account and they work with you and they become your representative for payroll for benefits for workers' comp and for HR. So you have dedicated professionals that are there to service you, and when you reach out to them, they're the ones that respond to you. You're not getting an 800 number and not figuring out who you are, and it's how you deal with those issues that separate you of whether you're a service-oriented company or a product-driven company, and that's how we do business. So
0: there's continuity there. You're not calling up and talking to five different people about a particular problem or this problem. You've got one person, your point of contact, and that person is, is your account person, and they're handling the problem or getting you to somebody that can handle it if there is an issue.
1: I tell the difference. Of a client came to us, and they were with a, a national provider, and they'd had a problem on a payroll, and it was their fault. They had misreported the hours. Right. The person didn't get paid properly. It took three days to get that person paid. Um, we had the same client came to us, and I told the client on the conversion process that your first paycheck is going to be a paycheck, even if you sign it for a direct deposit. We don't have enough time to do... Uh, uh, to to verify that that account is correct, so it's the first payroll is going to be a paycheck, so it's not a uh, it's not going to be something that shows up in your account. That paycheck is real. It's not uh, it's not just a, a piece of paper. Um, I got a call Monday morning from one of the people at at the, at the client that said I, I know what you said and I paid attention to it and then I proceeded to leave my check in my jeans and washed it this weekend. <laughs> and that was at eight fifteen. Sounds like something I do. Yeah. That was at eight fifteen. At 9.15, he had his check in his hand. And the difference is, is we care. We're going to make sure that the employees get taken care of because the, the the real vast majority of the services we provide are really for the employer. Right. The only thing that affects the employee to the greatest degree is their the paycheck. paycheck. And so if that's screwed up, we screwed it up. Yep. Not the client, not anybody else. We screwed it up and we don't like screwing things up. So, therefore, we work very hard to make sure people get paid and paid on time and paid accurately. And so, when you have that kind of a focus, which again is mostly service then it's just a matter of how you deliver it, and we take pride in that.
0: Yeah, and that's critically important, because if there's one thing that gets an employee hot and rolls back onto the employer, it's that paycheck not being right. Absolutely. So let's switch gears a minute, Tiffany. Let's talk a little bit about ACA. How is ACA, even if they've got a broker, like we're the broker and we're handling the health insurance, how do other ACA issues affect employers out there today and small businesses out there today?
2: Well, the ACA affects... Pretty much all employers. I mean, it doesn't matter if you have 10 employees, 50, 200 or a thousand. And I say that because I've been speaking and teaching business owners of all different sizes about the Affordable Care Act for the past two years. And it's really just to raise awareness. Now, a lot of people are probably raising an eyebrow right now in their car or wherever they're listening to this when they heard me say that because the Affordable Care Act um, emphasizes companies with more than 50 employees, they have to implement health insurance. But when I said it's going to affect people under 50 or companies under 50, that's because they are now being tasked with if they did not offer health insurance, figuring out how they can compete with the bigger or mid-sized companies that are already offering the health insurance. So we work with companies from 10 to 50 employees that were not offering insurance or benefits um, that may want to look at that so that they can compete or retain their good talent and still be, you know, a good competitor in the marketplace. With over 50 employees, that's just about... Compliance. I mean a ton of compliance that is brand new as soon as the acts came out. There's things going in place every year because it's it's a trickle effect, you know, in 2010's when this started. But those regulations, penalties, fines, things that they have to comply with that were never part of their business before makes everything much more complicated. And the, the problem that we run into is lots of clients that we have that are coming from uh, my wife's been doing the payroll. That's or, how it
0: works in a lot of small businesses. Or
2: definitely. my accountant is doing the payroll or I'm with a payroll provider and they're going to do the ACA reporting and sending out um, the 1095 forms and all that goes along with that. Well... Those are some assumptions that are going to get them in trouble because a lot of payroll providers do not provide that service. They're just usually sending emails throughout the year, last year, notifying the business owners hey, you know, make sure you're doing your ACA tracking. And the reason I say this is because. The business owners, they really do think that somebody else is handling it. Their accountant's going to handle that. Or, oh, it's just information from a payroll form, so the payroll company's going to handle it. Well, no, they're not, or not necessarily. I mean, you should have asked for that in advance because the reality of these new forms and compliance and everything that has to go out, whether it's to the IRS or to their employees, that information is gathered from four to five different reports. It's not just payroll data. And so at Cendio, we will handle all of that And we can get that information and compile it and get it out to the employees and then the other set um, out to the IRS. And you don't have to worry about that falling through the cracks.
0: Yeah, and the important thing is, Bill, that you guys are taking the responsibility for that. The the employer gets to step out of that role, and if there is an issue, you're the ones that are up to the plate, just like with
1: the Department of Labor, saying, yeah, we're here, what do you want to talk about? Well, exactly. The the liability aspect of being an employer uh, is one of those sleep factor issues. uh, that we all have to contend with. But I think the real issue for PPACA compliance is that everything is systemic. Everything is about data and gathering data from different sources. Our system is built in where everything's all in one system. So when we do PPACA reporting, it's just data that feeds through to a report. It's all there. And it's all that there, and it it's all compliant, and it's all in one place
0: with one source to ask for. If you want help, the website is syndeo.hr.o.com or the phone number 866-579-6336. We'll be right back after the break. We're going to talk about brokers and how this company is different than what we're used to here in the marketplace in Kansas City. Stay tuned. We'll be right back after to the break with more. back. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate Show, broadcasting coast-to-coast across the USA. Here on the HI Radio Network, our producer, Mr. Mark Groves. I'm your host, Kerry Hall. Coming up in this segment, we're going to continue this conversation with Bill Maness, President at Sindio, and Tiffany Waldner, Business Development Sindio. If you want information on it, you know, maybe you're just curious about this. Gee, I don't know. You know, you heard Tiffany say in a lot of businesses, you know, small businesses, your wife may be handling it, or maybe the husband handles it, whatever the case may be. Go to their website, S-Y-N-D- ceohr cindyohro.com, or 866-579- 6336. That is the phone number. They'll be happy to come out and talk to you. Um, It's not a hard sales process. It's an evaluation process, folks. They're going to tell you what they can do. They're going to tell you what it costs. And if you think that it makes sense and you want to dump some of this burden off of you and you don't want to deal with it anymore, maybe you'd like to really focus on growing the business, like Bill said, and some of their other issues. I call it working on the business, not in the business. Give them a call. 866- Six six five seven nine sixty three thirty six. Well, Bill, we're in, we're 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 kind of at a at a place in Kansas City where the culture, from the independent broker standpoint, and that's you're you're sitting across from one, um, is that you know we have we have um, uh, been. Um, constantly bombarded by these types of, of, of organizations. One that comes to mind very quickly is the newest darling, or at least they were the newest darling until till they started the tank, and that's out of the Silicon Valley. That's a company called Zenefits um, that was going to come in, and the article in the Wall Street Journal and Forbes magazine, they're going to replace the broker. They're going to come in and take it over. Well, you know, on the way to the bank, a couple things happen. The guy that founded the company has been kicked out, and they're crashing and burning, laid off 300 employees, etc. You guys have a total a totally different approach. It's work with the broker, the health insurance broker, the independent health insurance broker, and complement what we do and make it make a partnership out of it and make it work better. How does that work and why did you choose that approach as opposed to the Zenefits approach or some of the other companies that uh, look to replace the broker?
1: Well, being a service-oriented company, we... we established from day one that we were going to charge a fee for providing services and that we were not going to be in the product business. So there's workers' compensation, there's health insurance, dental insurance, 401K, all of those are products that help to support the business in, the, in their packages. And we decided that th- what we do is support those products, meaning that if you have a broker and a great relationship with your broker and you have a great product, There's a lot of work that goes on with managing that product because the broker doesn't pay the bill every month. The broker doesn't enroll employees typically every month when they become newly eligible. They don't handle the COBRA notifications on the front side or the back side, and they don't deal with any discrepancies in the bill of who should have been in, who should have been out. All of those things are left to the business owner to do on a day-to-day basis. Well, that's what our service does is provides that support. So for us, the product doesn't matter. And when you're a flexible provider like we are with HROs, ASOs, PEOs, and payroll only, our job is to basically administrate all of those plans, which makes us very broker-friendly from the standpoint of we don't care about the product. If if we can aggregate products and provide them, we will, but it's not necessarily our focus. And frankly, we like working with brokers because we want them involved in that process because that's not something we do. We don't investigate what is a best program for you as far as your 401k or your health insurance. And we don't do any custom design issues with that. We don't shop the marketplace. We don't know, pay attention to the marketplace because it's not where we live. So you really need the broker to be your advocate on that side. And then you need us to help support the product on the backside. And that's why we work well with brokers because we're not there to replace them. We're there to enhance their abilities to support their customers. A
0: little different approach, Tiffany, than what uh, you and I have worked together on a number of different cases, but it's certainly a different approach than what a lot of brokers are used to hearing here in the Kansas. City Metro.
2: Oh, absolutely! And when we started talking here about Zenefits, I think you know the main thing, um, and and what has caused Zenefits to get a lot of you know flack with brokers and in the marketplace and in the in the media um, is the fact that they basically have been uh, founded and selling on the fact that technology can replace service come to our technology yeah. and you you know we'll give you the service and for free and you know, but it's not have... really
0: for free because what they're doing is they're taking the commissions off the insurance policies yeah. and turning around and supposedly providing this service. But as Bill made a comment here, we had lunch here a week or so ago, there wasn't much meat in between the bun when no. you got to the customer service part, which is what you're talking about.
2: No, absolutely not. And and that's the component that I just always try to go on. I mean, we do have cloud-based you know platforms. We get software updates on our systems and things that we use with our clients regularly. We are not a bare bones technology company, but we do not use the technology to replace service because that is still a huge value. And with regards to brokers and business owners, I honestly think, you know, a PEO or Cindy specifically, I mean, we're like the best kept secret. And that's why we're here talking to you today, trying to get that out. We can be, their ally. We can help support them in this. And the same with brokers. They have less work to do because they can now find a viable solution for their clients. And they get asked that, you know, help me with the HR, oh, yeah, help me the with time. the clients. Yes. And broker, that's not that's their not business. Yeah. So we get to make them look like a rock star. They still get to keep their business. And we're there to just enhance and deliver that level of service.
1: Go ahead, Bill. And, and I think the really powerful thing of what we do as a partner to brokers and to clients is that when a person has a problem, they turn to their professionals for help. Yeah. Um, they turn to their accountants, they turn to their bankers, their attorneys, their insurance brokers on the insurance side of it. The fact of the matter is, is there aren't any of those professionals that are there to help them with their workers issues, uh, the HR side of the world. And they, they are kind of, Floating in an, in an area where they really can't get the help they need, and frankly, the professionals, except for maybe the attorneys that are dealing with legal issues, how do we deal with these issues on a day-to-day basis with our with our employees? They don't have anybody to turn to, and that's where. A, pro, a service like ours really comes into play as, a, as an enhancement for all of the different professionals. We really view ourselves as a sustaining resource for our clients to come to us with all of their problems when it comes to employer employers. And a sustaining
0: resource for the brokers to solidify their relationship and
1: solidify their book of
0: business. I think that's what you guys do and do a really good job of. Thank you both for doing this today. We're going to do it again. We'll talk about some of the other aspects of the business and future broadcasts, but thanks for coming in today and talking with the audience letting them know about Cindy on what you do. Ladies and gentlemen, if you want information 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 on these folks, the website is S-Y-N-D-E-O-H-R-O.com That's S-Y-N-D-E-O-H-R-O.com 866-579-6336 866-579-6336 You know folks, I don't put people on the show you know that or endorse products and services I don't believe in. They're here because I know what they do. I know their operation. I know this owner that's sitting across from me. I know Tiffany very well. These folks do a good job at what they do. If you want help, I don't care if it's 10 or it's 200 or it's a 1,000, give them a call, 866-579-6336, and take yourself out of the mess. That's it for today, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for listening, and thanks for listening to America's Healthcare Advocate Show, broadcasting here on the HIA Radio Network, coast-to-coast coast across the USA. Goodbye, America.